1: Ah, you damn right. Hope everybody is having a good Friday. Holy moly, that heat is really coming this weekend. We could say it anyway, but they are literally talking about maybe highest recorded temperature at any spot on planet Earth, and I think it's tomorrow that could happen. If not, by Sunday it could happen. Please make sure you're staying cool and hydrated. Big 12 Media Days are over, but we are still recapping. We'll go over some Longhorn quotes that came out of Big 12 Media Days. Oh, I saw a couple things I'd be pretty excited about if I had Burnt Orange in my closet. We will get to that. We'll get to some NFL stuff as well. Some top 10 lists for different positions to get you fired up for the season. Do you need a round number? Do you? Are you sure? 50 days from now is Texas and Rice, September 2nd. Texas and Rice, TCU, and Colorado, September 2nd. Yeah, exactly. The first big college weekend, 50 days away. 55 days from now is the NFL's first game, and we're 58 days from the NFL's first Sunday. Let's go. I'm Chad Hastings, trying to stay cool, and you'll pardon me if I might be leaning a little bit Because I do have a week of vacation next week. But we'll get to that. I am joined once again by
0: the one and only Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? Ain't nothing wrong with a little lean, Chad. You should enjoy getting ready for your vacation next week. You know what I'm saying? Hey, remember, kids, there's nothing wrong with a lean. Just don't get into
1: the lean. Don't go messing with that. Yeah, be careful with that. Don't. If they ask if you want to try the lean, say no. Yeah. Closest you need to get to that is listening to the
0: music it produced. Yeah, don't even mess with the kids' version of Cough syrup.
1: No, no, don't mess with that. Listen to something that's been chopped and screwed and drink Dr. Pepper. <laughs> that's what you need to do, kids. Do not mix it with anything. All right. Uh, well, maybe a little Tito's vodka that, that could that could work out. Um, Zay, you doing all right today? Yeah, I'm good, man. Just trying to get my camera right for Twitch and the YouTubers. Got to make sure. Yeah, we good. Oh See, yeah, we good. All right. Our again, our man Jacob made you look so good at Big 12 Media Day. Yeah, sitting, he, did, he did me right. Sitting next to Dana Holgerson. Now you got a little bit of that. Uh, you're trying to make sure you're you know you're looking right.
0: Yeah, man. Still got the fresh fade on Chris, man. Gotta, gotta uh-huh. make sure you look right. That's. That's key.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of of folks looking right at Big 12 Media Days, and we're going to continue to break that down. Zay, before I get into these quotes from Texas, I watched an interview today with a guy that uh, I got to introduce you to at Big 12 Media Days. Newey Scruggs is one of my favorite media guys ever. He is a legend up in the Dallas area covering the Cowboys, Mavericks, and everything else. Newey is uh, a great dude, NBC5 in Dallas, at Newey Scruggs on Twitter if you want to follow him. And we saw Nui, and I introduced you to Nui, and we were just talking about stuff. He loves to talk college sports and every bit of sports. But uh, I sat down today and watched an interview he did with Brett Yormark, and they went back and forth for a good four or five minutes, something like that. Man, I cannot help but root for Yormark. He just has this air about him. Here's what that feels like. If you've ever been in Vegas or whatever your casino is, you're in Lake Charles, you're wherever you are, right? You're hanging up in Oklahoma, up at the what's it called? Wind, World Wind Star, World, yeah, Re- all that, World Resort, all that stuff. And you're walking by the craps table, and somebody's got a little heater going. You don't know them, you've never met them, but they got a little heater going, and there's energy around it, and you just kind of get wrapped up in it. That's what Brett Yormark feels like to me right now. He's a guy who's rolled a couple of decent numbers, and now the crowd's starting to gather. It's not my money, it's not my conference. But I'm rooting for that dude. I hope he rolls a seven. I really do. I hope he wins everybody around him. Because I feel like Mike Gundy's at that table, and I feel like all these other guys, and Dykes and everything, they're loving on him too. I hope that dude keeps rolling good numbers uh, he just, I, I, I like the vibe I get off of him.
0: Yeah, he does have a cool swagger about him, and it kind of goes back to his days of being with Jay-Z as a partner and stuff like that. Like, he has a little bit of that swag, and you're right. You can feel the energy coming from him. And if you're Steve Sarkeesian and this Texas football team, you need to use what he said as motivation on the way out. Anything that you could use as bulletin board material, use it. If it's from the commissioner, somebody that, you know, Cowboy Stadium that was working security that say, hey, I hate Texas. Use it from him. Like, it don't matter. Any way you can, you need motivation for this season because a lot of people are picking you to win it. And when Brett Yormark said, hey, we're in the best place we've ever been in when it comes to the Big 12, uh, I'm Steve Zarkish and I take offense to that because we on our way out, and y'all should be hurt to be losing us. Not feeling good about Now he has to say that. I get yeah, it. Yeah, and remember, technically he hadn't lost him yet. He's saying right. right now we're in the best I, spot we I, I ain't been. That's not what I'm that's trying to say. That's not what you heard? No, okay. that's not what I heard. I got you. Because y'all know we gone next year. Uh huh. So this, this ain't no way this could be the best spot you're in. I don't care if we're here now and you're embracing mm-hmm. this season. Ain't no way. Again, anything you can use, Chad. Anything you could use. I might be reaching a little bit. I might be going out of my way to find something, but that's what Jordan used to do. Hey, That's what Kobe used to do. They used to make stuff up just to get extra motivation. Hey, I tried to let you
1: use the fact that they set Texas down at the other end of the stadium, and you said, no, man, they're Uh, close uh, to the media meal.
0: You know what? You're right. I need to change that mindset. There we go. Because I was, you know, I was taking everything in, being in Dallas Cowboys Stadium, Jerry World. It's big. All the excitement, all the media around. I was embracing it. Your boy was trying to be very, very positive. Ooh. But F that. You are right. They disrespected us, pulling us at the very end. There and go. They stopped serving the food way too early before Ooh. they even got there. Food was gone. Interesting. The food was gone. Interesting. So what I was saying, don't even make no sense no more. Did we talk
1: about? on the show yet? Steve Sarkeesian making all the media wait? Have we talked about that one yet? We have
0: not talked about that.
1: Because they made Texas, and understand this, when you watch the video, by the way, go back to that YouTube page. Everything is up now. Shout out to Jacob Standard, our digital guy, and the crew that was up there at uh, Arlington for getting it all up there. All the player interviews, me breaking down all 14 helmets, but also Zay, when I'm pointing out to Zay where the Longhorns are for the media stuff, for the breakout session, it's not just that Texas is at the Far side, 15-yard line. When I say far side, I mean you had to walk all the way over to that 15. There was no entrance over by that side. So to me, it was a little disrespectful. And they were supposed to start the media session at about 4.05. And I have it on fairly good word that somebody overheard Steve Sarkeesian say to – I think it was just a – it was like a national media person or something like that. Look, Or maybe somebody had to work with the Big 12. some, somebody associated with the event, he just looked at him and said, "Hey, talk to me about golf for like five or eight minutes here, so we can kill some time." <laughs> Something like that." And he waited and he waited and he waited, and he didn't start till about 4:25, and you know, they had to go till about 5, 505. So he took a little time for himself, and then he got up to the podium. So um, but I agree with you, find any chip on the shoulder you can. Your mark is in the spot of because everybody wants to ask him about what happens next. And that's fair. Just like they all, they want to ask Texas and OU about what happens next. For sure. But I thought all three versions of it did a pretty good job of, look, we got one year in the Big 12. We'll deal with all that when we get there. And for your mark, I mean, Nui asked him about what's your dream in terms of number of teams. Where do you want to go? He gave a great answer about, I'd like a little more East Coast because I love that New York market. And you know that. And I'd like a little more west, because if you can get out west and take advantage of some time time zones and have multiple time zones, I think that's advantageous. But he didn't get specific. Right. He just kind of laid out the plan of here's what we'd like to do. And Nui also asked him a great realistic question. He said, "Are you the right now? Are you the number three Power Five conference?" And I wondered if War- your Yormark was gonna get weird about it and get a little saucy and try to say, I think we might be number one. But after I, the SEC and Big Ten. Correct. But he didn't. He said, All I know is when I took this job, a lot of people thought we were number five. And right now, I'd argue we are number three. And he said, I wasn't gonna say it, but you just set me up to say it and and, you know, asked me to say it, so I will. Yes, I think we're number three. Okay. So I
0: respect that. A realist.
1: list. And I don't think anybody right now would say the Pac twelve is above where the Big Twelve is, and it's the only question would be ACC, I guess. So nah. I'd, I'd give the Big Twelve the love there. So I enjoyed, uh, you know, checking out your mark and and what was coming out of Big Twelve Media Days. It also continues to be the discussion about Texas, the conference championship, who's going to challenge them, and and all that other stuff. So, are you ready to hear from some of your players and coaches? Yeah, let's go. Because these quotes got me kind of fired up. It's not my team, it's your team. It's the team of the people, a lot of people listening right now, if you're a Longhorn fan. So I'll start with player stuff. We'll end up with Sark. So this comes from, and, and shout out to uh, the crew over at OrangeBloods.com. I was reading through War Room stuff. Uh, Thursday night is their War Room night. So um, they were just throwing some quotes out from Big 12 media days. Quinn Ewers um, mentioned that the skill position players are not worried about getting a lot of catches and padding their stats. Jordan Whittington told someone at Big 12 Media Day, Zay, there's always enough balls to win the game. That's enough balls to keep us happy. Xavier Worthy agreed with one word, bet. <laughs> Which I and do. you know what
0: that means now? As I do. Long that, as we've been doing the show, I, that has come up early on, probably in 2022. You were like, "What does bet mean?" I had to put you on game, so you got that right off the bat, huh? Yes,
1: and I want to thank you for helping be my translator. Oh yeah, bet the cool to English translation, and that yeah, the that's a quick affirmation. Yeah, of yep. <laughs> So not, that's a cool way to say, yep. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like that, though. If I'm a fan, that's what I want to hear. That all my receivers are not sitting there thinking about, I got to have my five catches. I got to have eight. I'm really looking for 10. I'm really looking for this many yards. They're looking for wins, Zay. At least that's what they're saying now. Right.
0: That's great. That's great. And at the end of the day, You know, you got to have people in your locker room who are leaders and very unselfish because we know the wide receiver position, I mean, you could be a prima donna as a wide receiver. Those guys, they're built different. They're used to having the ball in their hands, and when you come from high school football then you come into the University of Texas, most likely you were the best player on your high school football team. So you have to adapt. Like, that's a different transition for a lot of guys, and some guys struggle with it, and some guys, they buy into the culture and the system very fast. So with how deep that wide receiver room is, you got to have that mindset. You better have that mindset. Mm -hmm. And when you have leaders like Jordan Whittington and guys like Xavier Worthy who have been there and done that and have, have had really good seasons and have played really good football, and then you're bringing in guys like A.D. Mitchell and John T. Cook and DeAndre Moore. And hopefully Isaiah Nayor can yeah. get back to 100% so we could see him on the field. Plus J.T. Sanders, which I apologize, Texas fans, I don't talk about J.T. Sanders enough. He's an absolute star. There you go. I, it sucks that I, sometimes he gets lost, but he needs to be put in this wide receiver room, too, even though he's a tight end. All of those weapons. Again, you have to have very unselfish guys because at the end of the day, the big picture is winning the Big Twelve Championship and putting yourself in the situation to win a national
1: championship.
0: CZ, mm-hmm. we're so good for each
1: other. You help me learn what the hell bet means, and I have the old I put the old man ingredient in you, and you start thinking about tight ends when you, you didn't have even to. have to. You have to. Well done.
0: After Brock Bowers at Georgia, they're all world tight end. It's J T. Sanders. Like, that's, that's what it is. He's the next guy I would think of without
1: going all over the country. Like, there's probably some cat at Michigan or Wisconsin that we're right. not thinking yeah, of. Yeah, there's probably
0: some underground dude that's going to come about and, and I'm be sure, a star this season.
1: And I'm sure Lincoln Riley can, can come up with some guy that's pretty badass at USC. Usually USC occasionally will give you one of those guys, but I'm with you. I, I'd put Sanders right up there.
0: And as athletic as JT Sanders is, especially catching the ball, his blocking was underrated last year. Yes, he had some missed blocks and some missed assignments, but his first full year starting, you're going to see that. Now in year two, I don't expect those mistakes like we saw last year, and I expect Mm -hmm. even more when he's out there running routes and catching the ball.
1: So, Zay, I'm glad you brought up blocking, because I also got excited on this one, not just from the level of us covering Texas and knowing we, were, we talked to so many Longhorn fans, but also from that flex perspective, talking about the high school kids going to that next level. Uh, we all know Jonte Cook coming out of DeSoto. Well, um, the discussion around that, when Worthy was being asked about Jonte Cook and the rest of the room and all of that, uh, they were asking about, hey, look, the media asked Jordan Whittington and Worthy, Hey, when Xavier goes to the league, who's going to fill the role? Whittington chimes in as Worthy said, hey, Jonte Cook is basically my clone. And Whittington said, same person. What? Same person. They both think Cook and Worthy even look the same. Worthy went on to say that Cook has already picked up the playbook and is running routes full speed. Quote, I feel like he's going to have a big year coming up. I also read, after what you just said, I also read that Jonte Cook has made it a point to focus on blocking. Because apparently Chris Jackson specifically tells these guys, as long as I am the wide receivers coach here, you will not get any kind of serious playing time if you don't block for us. Hell yeah. And Jonte Cook apparently is taking that to heart. So if you're out there and you're one of those thinking, I'd like to see something from these freshmen, I would continue to tell you to think about Jonte Cook because I think he could be something else for this team.
0: Yeah, you've been talking about Jontae Cook ever since you saw him last summer go off in the 7-on-7, and he had a terrific year for DeSoto on the way to their 5A state championship. And, man, if they're comparing them to Xavier Worthy, that's big time. Right, Xavier Worthy, when healthy, he can go. I know a lot of people are thinking, well, Xavier Worthy last year, he didn't put up numbers. Do have a broken hand. Yeah. So he didn't deserve those looks that he was getting last year, all those drops. And but he fought up, through it, right? He did fight yeah. through it. And that shows a lot of toughness, that shows a lot of heart, and that shows a lot of leadership. So I definitely salute Xavier Worthy for that. But, yeah, man, I, I thought he also had too much responsibility in punt returns. And I would love to see Jonte Cook back there because mm. if he's picking up on stuff, like, he kind of has that it factor. And putting him back there, that relieves Xavier Wordy. He's not taking as many hits, and he can focus on just catching passes while you're putting the ball into your playmaker's hands no matter what because – like Jordan Whittington say, not everybody can eat. That's just being realistic. Mm-hmm. Some guys are going to have better games depending on the matchups, and hopefully Sark dials that up to the T. But yeah, I love hearing that. I love Jordan Whittington and Xavier Worthy shouting out the freshmen. That's big time once September comes around.
1: Yeah, get you a couple more comments as we go along. I got another one from Whittington. I think y'all are going to like Texas fans and a Sark quote. Yesterday, I get, I'm going to give you both sides of it here. I'm trying to be fair. You know that's who I am. Yesterday, I told you, if I was a Longhorn fan and heard Sark talking about that run game, I told you it made me mad. But today, Sark talking about this particular thing, it's a great quote, and if I'm a Texas fan, it would fire me up for the season. We'll get into that this hour as well. Uh, also, somebody reminds us that USC has Lake McCree from Lake Travis.
0: Ah, huh.
1: uh, Wait a minute. Is McCree Lake Travis? Or was it Lake Travis? Or, yeah, I guess it is. Sounds right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yes, McCree and then his brother. His brother's still in town here, right? His brother's still in school. I think that's right. Uh, so, yes, USC does have that talent. Um, all right, and, yeah, somebody says, Worthy with one hand had a better season than Evan Stewart. Well, that's an interesting comment. Get him. What about the hell? A little smack talk. I mean, of course, Evan Stewart was a freshman last year, but, you cor- know. Of course that came from Chris Bennett. Ah, I respect that, CB. The fan of uh, Aggie Tears more than anybody I have ever been around. And I've never actually (laughs) met Chris Bennett because I'm still convinced he's a supercomputer. Uh, The John Wick comments by Quinn Ewers fired me up, says Chris Bennett. That's another thing we need to talk about today, Zay. Yo. Quinn Ewers making the John Wick reference, but specifically saying, look, we get everybody always says we're going to have a target on us. We're putting a target on the other teams.
0: Right. Yeah, you got to pretend like you got your dog killed. And they put your kill dog, and they knocked on the door, and you opened it, and there was your dog. You better have that mindset, cause Keanu once he saw that dog laid out, plateau, it was a wrap. Is that what? Got, is that really what created all those movies? Basically, man. Yeah, whoever he was trying to get out the game, okay. like John Wick. Number one, episode one, he was like, man, I've done my killing. I've done my assassinating. I'm good. I got my money. I got my pet. Pa- it's just going to be me and my dog. You killed the dog. For oh, somebody man. who loves okay. his dog, yeah. that, I, I get it. That's I rough. get why they have folks So he hasn't stopped since. That's and, rough. yeah, Quinn Ewers, you have that mindset that, oh, man, these Texas fans were hating on me. They wanted me to be replaced against Oklahoma State. everybody said, I ain't going to be the man. That's your kill dog. Mm. Use that. Yeah, you are the hunter, not the hunted. I'm with it. I love it. I love it. Ah, oh,
1: there it is. Yeah, I, I would have loved that too. That that's got to be. You know, that mindset is great, and they've got to be in attack mode and know that everybody's coming for them. There's a lot of good confidence around this team. Uh, does it get into that area where it's too cocky, it's too much? We'll see. But uh, you need that confidence, and Texas certainly has it. We'll get you some more of those comments coming up. Also, just a quick headline that made me laugh today. Zade you catch this one? Tennessee committed hundreds of infractions within the football program, but they won't serve a postseason ban. They're just going to fine him $8 million. Come
0: on, man.
1: <laughs> the NCAA. I can just feel old Miss girl emailing me right now <laughs> all pissed off, and she should be. Uh, of, course, of course, Tennessee got away with that in the football program. All right, coming up, we'll hit a little NFL as well. Actually, we'll go pro football and a little pro hoops. Top 10 wide receivers in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. And Zay tells me there are Longhorns and Aggies on the list. Is it Aggies, Aggie, and Longhorns, or is it just one? We'll find out on that list. Plus, former Longhorn Kevin Durant was in town uh, hanging with the basketball teams. They'll give you that update a little later in the hour. I'll give you an update in the crap bag, including what's going on at Wimbledon. we got a lot to get to today. Jump on in if you want. Specs text line is 337-3776. This is the Horn.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. aden zay
1: okay you got going on here
0: Well, the eagles been flying slow hawks ah. been flying low and a lot of
1: people saying that america's fixin to fall now i think i got it the charlie daniels band that's right there it is Nice. I
0: didn't know if you would get this.
1: Hey, there's only one dude that sounds like that. Obviously, everybody knows Devil Went Down to Georgia, but Charlie's got one of those. What's the song called?
0: (laughs) Yeah, baby. In America.
1: In America. Charlie Daniels Band, not afraid to give you a patriotic song from time to time. They get us started today on a Friday. By the way, Zay, let's just stop proceedings right now and let me apologize because I did make the biggest local high school football mistake you could make. And I did hesitate because I think I mixed my lakes up. I am so sorry because the McCrees are Westlake, not Lake Travis. Somebody texted McCree was at Lake Travis. And I, I, when I saw Lake McCree from Lake Travis, I'm like, wait, 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 what? And it's like, yeah, Heath's older brother, he's at Westlake. So maybe it's both? So Lake,
0: Lake to, was Lake Travis? He went to Lake Travis.
1: Okay. so he That's at
0: USC. He went to Lake Travis.
1: So this is a family divided on the lakes. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah,
0: I guess so. Older I, brother. I guess it could happen. Yeah. Older
1: brother one late. Younger brother's at the other. <laughs> le- okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. It can happen. Um, so, uh, obviously, a shout-out to all that talent around the area. The reason McCree got brought up is we were talking tight ends. Zay said he thinks JT Sanders might be the second-best tight end in America after Mr. Bowers at Georgia. And we threw, in, I threw in USC, and I said, I know Lincoln Rowley's probably throwing to one. Somebody reminded us that it was. McCree is one of those guys that he'll be throwing to this year. All right, so a lot of stuff going
0: on today. We'll get into some NFL lists coming up here in just a sec. Shout-out to Craig Way on Light the Tower having Mac Brown on. That was amazing. That was great. That was incredible. I love Mac. what he did for the University of Texas, man. He changed the culture here. And, yeah, just him and his perspective now at this age, like – you could tell he still loves coaching. He still loves learning. He still loves teaching. Like, for somebody that age to still have that motivation mm-hmm. to keep going, it's, it's it's cool. I appreciate it a lot. And when he talked about, you know, how DKR used to let him know, like, hey, man, when you said that your team quit on you, go back and apologize. Because some guys might have quit. But the team as a whole, that, no, they didn't quit, dog. And Mac, he said, man, you're right. And he took that in, embraced that, and it definitely helped him out through the course of his coaching career. So just things like that, it's really refreshing to hear because, you know, when you win national championships and you've been at the highest level of college football, some guys think they know it all. Yeah. Some guys, they're not willing to say, nah, I could still learn, I could still get better with the way that these kids have changed and the way that college football has changed, being able to adapt to that and embrace that. A lot of guys can't do it, and Mack Brown has done a hell of a job over there in Chapel Hill, so yeah, great interview, Craig. It was as an e- usual,
1: excellent interview. Yeah, I listened to a lot of that as I was driving. And did you hear Mac Brown say one of the lessons he learned at ESPN is how hard the broadcasters' I jobs did. are, I did. and coaches, and how hard the media's job is, and writers? Yeah. I've worked with a few people over the years that would definitely wish he'd have learned that lesson a little bit sooner, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> that was good, though. That's a, you know, I like to hear that Max, one of those guys that if you're listening carefully, he will admit to you later on about big mistakes he might have made in the past. Right. You just have to be paying attention. Sometimes it's a year later. I remember a year later at one point he would t- well, you know, we just didn't run the ball at all uh, in, in that game last year with Oklahoma, and I'm like, well, what did he just say? What did he say? That's what he got mad at everybody about for us saying, and now he's admitting it. But, like, you had to wait for it. But he is, like you said, he is evolving over time. Hopefully he is a calmer, cooler Mac Brown now at North Carolina and learns how to deal with it better.
0: Yeah, and he looks in some Jordan 1s. Yeah, he does. Like, I didn't yeah. think a old pasty white guy like Mike Brown could pull off some Jordan 1s, but when you put on those colors, it makes you maybe look flyer than what you really are. But, yeah, Max Shoe Game with the Jordan brand, fly.
1: That's nice. That is nice. All right, so we're going through some uh, some quotes from Texas guys at Big 12 Media Days. We'll continue to do that. Also, Zay's got a list. Top 10 Wide receivers in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus,
0: it's actually the top ten wide receivers in the 2024 NFL draft. So these guys. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Coming up, my bad, my bad.
1: 24 draft coming up. Okay, gotcha. So guys that are that we're about to see in college football. Exactly. Okay, so 24 draft. All right, hit me with some of these names. All
0: right, so this is Pro Football Focus, and we're gonna go ten to one, starting with. An Aggie, Chad. Really? Yes. The Who's that? Tenth best receiver according to the Pro Football Focus. Moose Muhammad third. Oh, I was gonna say, please give me some Moose
1: at some point. He's a good. He's really good. I like. I like him. I can't wait to see what Bobby Petrino's ideas can do to show NFL people what Moose can be. He's a good player.
0: Yeah, last year at 10 games, Moose had 610 yards and four touchdowns, so he's looking to have an even bigger season in 2023. Do You think Petrino, again, we saw we got Phil Steele said that they're the what most surprising team in his eyes? His number two 20- surprise team. Yeah, number yep. two surprise team mm-hmm. has them tied with Texas at 11. So yeah. this year for Jimbo, it's a big year. Like they have a lot of talent there with that really good recruiting class that they have. And they got guys on that wide receiver with Evan Stewart and Moose Muhammad. And uh, who's the other one? Who's the little guy?
1: Starts uh, with A. Oh, uh, Anaya Smith. Anaya Smith. Yep.
0: Yeah, and he could go too. Yep. So that's a lot of weapons there. I'm, I'm expecting the big year for all.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm just double checking on Phil here. Phil's got AM's receiving core at around 16 in the country. Texas at five, by the way. Okay. In terms of the unit itself. But yeah, with Moose, you said he had four touchdowns last year. Yep. Let's crank that up to at least 10 this year, Bobby Petrino. Okay. Let's get that up to 10. Yeah. I think it's
0: possible. I think it's possible. All right, go ahead. All right. So at nine, we got Juice Wells. Junior, ooh,
1: Juice Wells, yeah,
0: South Carolina. Okay, last year he had seven touchdowns in thirteen games, nine hundred and thirty-eight yards, and. Probably Spencer Rattler's number one guy.
1: It's not a name that I know really well, Zay, but I better learn it because South Carolina finally beat my Aggies last year. Maybe I was just crying too much to learn his name.
0: Ah, that makes sense. Damn it,
1: Beamer. (laughs) All right, come on.
0: All right, number eight, guy that we saw in the Alamo Bowl on the other side, Washington's Rome Adunze. Oh yeah, yeah, like mm-hmm. him a lot. These last two years, he has a combined twelve touchdowns. Last season, he had eight and over eleven hundred yards. So he had a big time season, and yeah, a lot of people are picking Washington to win the Pac twelve this year with Michael Penix coming back. Yeah, I was gonna say South a lot pa- of guys coming back, uh, right? Ma- Michael Penix, man, the way he slings it. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying he's Mike Vick, but the way that he can rip it, being the Southpaw and all, it's Vick esque.
1: I just want to see what the progression looks like with him as good as he could look last year what's it look like with even one more year you know what I mean one more off season right a little more grind and get into more film uh, I think it's gonna be even more impressive that's yeah. good that's a good name to remember
0: yeah I like him a lot yeah all right for s- number seven Georgia's lad McConkey.
1: mm-hmm oh god yeah. Yeah <laughs> he's good. He's man. fantastic. He's really good. I'm old enough to have watched his dad play and his dad was his dad would have been a badass in a different time and his dad was a badass anyway. McConkey won a Super Bowl with the Giants, but just I mean so hard to deal with. Hard to deal with. Hard to find. You're on a team with Bowers and a running game, and there's so many plays where it's like, "Oh, wait a minute, we forgot about him." Yeah, he, he makes big plays with them all the time.
0: And I think you sleep all of them because they're like, "Oh, this white boy ain't fast, right? He he ain't got that extra giddy up, and he be blazing by cornerbacks in the SEC." Yep. Like making them look stupid. Last year he had 896 yards, nine touchdowns, but different quarterback coming in this year. Stetson Bennett might deserve a statue right outside that right outside that stadium. Two times, yeah, two times,
1: two times. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, McConkie's great. McConkie to me is a guy. that Sometimes you you see it as you progress through. You're convinced that not only did Dad was Dad able to produce. You know, an athlete. Dad married a fast woman. That's what it, right. that's what it tells me with McConkie. Because because was it Phil McConkie is his dad. McConkie was not much of a speedster. Yeah, tells me that dad found a fast girl. <laughs> And I mean in the athletic way. Oh, a yeah. Good, fast girl that could pass on some genes. Yeah, ain't
0: nothing wrong with that. Ain't yeah. Ain't nothing wrong. LeVar Ball did it. That's said, true. Come on, get me a wife that's athletically built because my kids, they're going to be athletically safe. Yep. And they both those guys are in the NBA. So,
1: so we're going top 10. This is PFF's wide receivers. Looking forward to the 24 draft. We've already had one, Aggie. Zay says there's a Longhorn coming at some point. Is the Longhorn six, Zay?
0: That's right. Okay. Xavier Words. There you go. The- X Man at number six had a broken hand last year and still had nine touchdowns, 774 yards. But we remember how special that freshman year was, where he had 988 yards. And 12 touchdowns. So I don't know what his stats are going to look like this year. Again, you heard what Jordan Widditson said at Big 12 Media Days. Like, they're not worried about everyone getting touches. There's so many weapons around that Quinn, yours, he should be able to, you know, spread it out. Like, that's what it should be. And what Steve Sarkeesian should draw up, what we saw last year can't happen again. It was just, I, I get it, Quinn, he's your roommate, but there are just too many times where all we saw was number eight. Now he's number one. That should change a little bit, but you just have too many weapons not to utilize everybody from A.D. Mitchell, Jontae Cook, Jordan Winnington didn't get enough love last year. Keelan Robinson, when he goes out for passes, J.T. Sanders, one of the best tight ends in college football. Just too many weapons for Xavier Worthy to get all these looks. And plus, he had all the bracket coverage, double teams last year. Like, teams were looking to stop Xavier Worthy when mm-hmm. it came to the wide receiver. Core. So again, with all this, you know, depth that you have, you can't key in on Xavier Worthy like teams did last year and. I'm looking for him to have an even bigger season than we saw his freshman year.
1: We'll see if the national folks are going to notice Xavier Worthy by the end of the year. Obviously, he has a big chance September 9th to show off in Tuscaloosa. That could be huge. All right, let's go top five, Zay. Number five receivers
0: right. for this next draft. Yeah, let's blaze through them. Um, Johnny Wilson, Florida State. Mm, see, I'm not familiar with him. I got to watch yeah, Florida my.
1: State. They're they're higher rated than I thought they would be. I got to check in on the Knowles pretty early this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're expected to have a big season and compete with... Johnny Clint. Wilson. Yeah, and compete with... Um, Uh, Clemson for that ACC title. Johnny last year had five touchdowns, almost 900 yards at 897 and playing 13 games. So we'll see what he does this year. Number four, another Longhorn who's looking to have a huge season, the Georgia transfer, Mm. A.D. Mitchell. Yeah, that's right. A.D. Mitchell, seven touchdowns in both years that he played for Georgia. We know that he's had... Injury issues, only played six games last year, so hopefully he could stay healthy and on the field yeah. for the Horns this season.
1: He's the guy I think Mike Gundy was referencing when Mike Gundy said, man, with this, it's a new world now. He said, we got guys winning national championships transferring. Right. I almost think he was talking about A.D. Mitchell because now he knows he, his defense has to – well, actually, this year his defense doesn't have to cover A.D. Mitchell unless they get to the title game Yeah, because they don't play Oklahoma State.
0: Yeah, some some guys just need a bigger fit, you know, maybe yeah. a better fit. We know what Chris Jackson is bringing coming from Jacksonville. So we saw that one-headed catch in the spring game. A.D. Mitchell has a lot of talent, and maybe it just wasn't showcased because all those, you know, dudes at Georgia, yeah. like it's hard for everybody to get noticed. So, all right, number three. Yes, Ohio State, Emeka, Ignigba. I was wondering when the Buckeyes were going to show up. Yeah, this dude just looks exactly like Chris Olave to me. He hmm. wears number two. I thought it was Chris Olave last year. I was like, ain't this fool in the league now? Oh, no. Okay, he just has another guy that looks exactly like him that produces like a Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ignigba, he had 12 touchdowns last year, 1,238 yards. Good mm. Good grief. Like, what? That's crazy. Are we kidding? <laughs> like, like with Marvin Harrison Jr., which he's coming up very soon. But oh, yeah. He had all those yards. What a season. And, yeah, he's the third wide receiver on this list. Wow. Makes a lot of sense. But – they have a new quarterback situation because their quarterback went number two to the Texans so that's true those are some big time shoes to fill we'll see if those numbers look the same coming in next season number two Malik neighbors you might know him from LSU Malik
1: neighbors okay
0: yeah he had three touchdowns last year but he had over a thousand yards and he played 14 games
1: you know what Zay I barely noticed him as the Aggies were beating LSU uh, last year that's why he pardon, got locked up. Pardon me for not noticing, Malik. That's on me. <laughs> I was just uh, sorry. I was watching. Uh, I was watching the running back go up and down the field for the Aggies. That's uh, my Okay. Bad. All, right. All right. Right, well, right.
0: When's that game this year?
1: That's still at the end of the year. Okay. All and that's right, gonna be circle in, that one. Oh yeah, Baton Rouge. You right. think the Tigers gonna be a little upset for that one? Yeah, he might be a little pissed off. Oh, might be seeing
0: a little bit of red.
1: Yeah, I've been, uh, yeah, can uh, can A-Chain come back? He doesn't have to go to the NFL, does he? Can he come back another year?
0: No? Yeah, he's supposed to have a huge season this year. He'll
1: be fun to watch at the, at the next level. I'm assuming Mr. Harrison's number
0: one. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. yeah this guy might be the number one pick in the draft. If Caleb Williams wasn't there, mm-hmm. he might be the number one pick in the draft. Marvin Harrison Jr., number one wide receiver coming into this season in college football. Over 1,295 yards total, 14 touchdowns and 13 games. Yeah, this
1: Big, big list there.
0: You know what's crazy? Because usually when guys are, you know, the guys have NFL dads like he does, obviously, Hall of Fame NFL dad at the wide receiver position, that's who they'll they'll probably compare you to, right? Wrong for him. This dude gets Randy Moss comparisons. Oh. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh Which, you know— Marvin Harrison Sr., he was nice. And in those Peyton Manning days, they used to put up numbers. He's a Hall of Fame in his own right. But Randy Moss, top five wide receiver all time. No doubt. If you're getting those comparisons.
1: He might be number one. He might be. If, you, if somebody wants to tell me that, I have no problem.
0: Yeah. No problem. I, I mean, I, it's Jerry and then him. I'd go I, Jerry. I, right.
1: yeah. I'd go Jerry first, but Randy Moss has, a, has an argument. He does. He does. Yeah, no, that's an incredible comparison. You're right. Um, Yeah, big-time receivers for this next draft, PFF, taking a look at that. And to the person who just texted, so Chad knows the app statewide receivers well then, huh? That's unnecessary. That is unnecessary behavior in July. Come on, we've got 50 days till the season gets started, and you're already getting into that? All right, um, but I understand it. That's well played. All right, coming up, we'll get you a little crap bag. We will talk about Kevin Durant coming to town, hanging with the basketball team a little bit, some Wimbledon updates for you, plus another UFC champ has to give up the belt. I'll tell you why. On the horn. had in Zayn. All righty. This is a pretty badass video from what I recall. The man was literally dancing on the ceiling. (laughs) Like, it was pretty cool. And I was a child of seven or whatever, eight, when this video came out. Uh, Lionel Richie, ladies and gentlemen, there was that period of time, being the age I am, I didn't know anything about Commodores. I had to learn all that later. I didn't know anything about Easy or Brick House or any of that. Right. He started dancing on the ceiling. He started talking about all night long. He started going through all of the... You know, just going through all of that, putting that great, um, that African vibe into All Night Long. And I'm like, this dude is awesome. I don't know who this is, but this is my guy. This dude it,
0: has range.
1: Yeah, Lionel's a, such a legend. And he's out there touring with Earth, Wind, and Fire.
0: Yeah. Have I'm, they come to st- town uh, yet? I feel like they have or they're going to. It's got to be a great show. Oh uh, Yeah, it does. You Doesn't know, it? You know how I feel about that. Know, like you should still, be touring with the Commodore. You're like the
1: Commodores lawyer when it's it comes not, to this discussion. It's
0: just about loyalty, Chad. You what? know how I feel about Scotty and Michael. Okay, but like Ice Cube's not able to tour now? You're going to get mad because no, no. he's not with the surviving members of NWA? No, no, because that's different. Okay. They're those guys, they've made their own name individually. Okay. You just don't. Do you? Can you name me any other Commodores? Dude, you don't remember the Billy Commodore album? <laughs> that's a great record.
1: <laughs> and Davey Commodore was in that country act? That was incredible. Plus, Susie Commodore. A lot of people this don't is, remember. This isn't like
0: Van Halen, where their names are the last name.
1: Susie Commodore was the trumpet player, and she went on to help co-create
0: Hamilton. You don't remember that? See, you're making my point here. <laughs> you're making my point. All right, fair enough. Drake and they toured to get Dre and Cube toured together. Right. Back in 2000s with Eminem and Snoop Dogg, one of the greatest tours of all time. Okay. I'm just so they have before, and I'm sure Lionel has before, but come on, man.
1: Our man Jason uh, APD says, "My mom loved Lionel Richie, therefore I listened to him my entire childhood. Heck, yeah!
0: You had a great childhood.
1: Wonderful songwriting, that beautiful voice. Lionel's one of the big reasons, uh, obviously one of the big reasons, we are the world even happened. Uh, Helped put that together with Quincy Jones. So, um, yeah, man, uh, Lionel's Lionel's awesome. Lionel Richie and Charlie Daniels band to start today.
0: Great perm slash Jerry curl too. Oh, a great one.
1: Yeah, great. And he was solid. Yeah, because yeah, Lionel had that. He had that look now." He had that look. You couldn't miss Lionel Richie for a while, boy. He was something else. Uh, I've never seen him live. I would love to see that show with Earth, Wind & Fire. I may have to check that out uh, if it still has not come to town. All right, uh, let's get into the crap bag here. we got a few things to hit, and uh, we'll start with an NFL retirement.
0: Chad's Crap Bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, Just think of a bag of crap.
1: Mm -hmm. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. Happy retirement to Malik Jackson in the NFL. Big dog D-Tackle. If you don't know, it's USC, I had to look it up. I forgot where Malik Jackson went to school. But uh, first few years in the league, he was with Denver, won Super Bowl 50, so he got his ring there, played with Jacksonville, the Eagles, Browns. He didn't play last year, and he said his goal was 10 to 12 years. He was able to get to that point. He said, I was doing okay, doing pretty well for myself. I did enough. I have a daughter. I need to go home and be with her and start living life. You go do it, Malik Jackson. He was a badass in Denver, Zay.
0: Yeah, a lot of people think the NFL stands for National Football League. Sometimes I think it stands for not for long because that's what your career is going to be. like. Three years is the max for most guys. So, to make it over a decade, salute to Malik. And, yeah, now he can enjoy being a father to his kids.
1: No doubt. No doubt. All right, some other crap bag items for you. Y'all know I keep up with the tennis world. Wimbledon is ready for its finals tomorrow morning, the women's final. I'll be honest, you've got to be a tennis freak to get into this one at all. Anj Jabor is the player I'm rooting for. She's the sixth seed. She's an incredible story. And she has not won a major yet. She's gotten to a final, but has not won a major yet. And uh, there's a lot of important like off-the-court stuff as to why why she's important. She's from a part of the world that, that does not treat women a certain way, wow. and she's blazing that trail, and she's so much fun to watch. Great game, too. Tomorrow at 8, that's when they play. The history, too, on the other side could be if, I'm going to try to get this right, Marketa Vondrusova wins. She'd be the first unseeded woman ever to win Wimbledon. No unseated woman has ever won this tournament, so she'll try to do that. But the big show is on Sunday morning. If you want to get up for breakfast at Wimbledon, it's set. It's Djokovic and Alcaraz. It's what everybody's been looking for. Djokovic has got 23 majors. Carlos has one, but he did win the U.S. Open last year, and he's the number one seed. Djokovic is the two seed. And I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Oh, I'll be watching Sunday morning, Breakfast at Wimbledon. Djokovic wants all the history. Carlos Alcaraz, the young man from Spain, is trying to stop him. And in case y'all don't know, I'm rooting for the kid to stop him. I'm not the biggest Djokovic guy. I'm more of a Federer and Nadal guy myself.
0: There we go. So yeah. how's the grass look right now? Because it should be a little beaten up since it's been play dead so long it
1: gets beat up differently than it used to okay so it used to get beat up right up the center of the court because more players were serving and volleying and going up to the net but now what you see is it's just going to be on the baseline right it gets chopped up on the baselines from what I've seen I mean they, they, they've got it now where it's holding together pretty well and remember now they can get the roof closed on center and court one anytime they need to so they can open and close if they've got a big rainstorm coming and they think if they got rain that can help them, they can open. If they got rain that will hurt them, they can close it up and get that done. So I think the grass is in pretty good shape, and we'll just see. Alcaraz being from Spain, you'd think he's more of a clay court type of guy, and is this surface a little too fast for him? Is the ball going to be a little too low? But I'm looking forward to watching it. Alcaraz has a monster serve, and Djokovic might be the best returner of serve ever. It's hard for me to say, but I think he might be.
0: Yeah, that's the most fascinating thing to me because – with the course changing and the matchups that you have, like you have to adjust so much. There's so much scouting that goes into it, and it's kind of like golf. Absolutely, how the course could change. Yeah. And you have to adapt to that, and based on the weather and who you're playing and stuff. Yeah, so. the
1: surface the surface changes right. are unique to those yeah. sports. Yeah, I really
0: right. love that about tennis.
1: Yeah, so we'll check that out uh, if you if you like that. Of course, is uh, all weekend, and I think it is. Got ESPN, I guess still has the has the finals now. Uh, Unless it's still maybe NBC. Gonna have to check that out. But uh, breakfast at Wimbledon the next two mornings. Also out of the fight world, UFC light heavyweight champ Jamal Hill has to give up the belt. He ruptured his Achilles in a workout. He has to relinquish the belt. I don't know if he has to, but he's gonna relinquish the belt because it is the right thing to do. He's out for a while. So he'll relinquish just like John Jones had to for other reasons. And another one of their champs has had to relinquish the last year or so because of an injury. So 205 is open in the UFC.
0: Yeah, the Achilles injury is one of the most brutal injuries in sports. That's so hard to come back from, from guys like Kevin Durant and Kobe Bryant who ruptured it and came back and still had all-star seasons. Absolutely incredible, but with the way, you know, medical medicine is nowadays, like, he should be right after a year or so.
1: Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully he'll be okay and be able to get back in there. And they have said once he comes back, he'll get an immediate shot at the title. Okay, that's cool. Gonna be fair to him about that. But he didn't want to hold up the title. I like that, because I hate hearing interim champion. Those never make sense to me. Alright, coming up, uh, you heard Zay mention Kevin Durant. We'll tell you about Kevin Durant doing what he lo- one of the things he loves to do, which is coming back to Austin and hanging out with basketball folk. Uh, and then we'll talk more football with top 10 running backs. We've been looking at these lists compiled by players, coaches, and scouts. We're going to go top 10 running backs and Zay's got an extra level for you today at each spot we're going to ask ourselves the question would if you're a fan of that team would you want Bijan Robinson over the guy they currently have we'll get to that list next don't move it's the horn